my first pastor, what a godly man he was. He's in heaven now, Millard Bennett. But I used to say, Brother Bennett, what are you preaching about today? And he would say, sin and I'm again it. Well, today I'm preaching on good works and I'm for it. Turn in your Bibles to the book of Titus. Thinking about Labor Day tomorrow and I have just finished Titus in my personal quiet time Bible reading and I notice uh, how many times in the book of Titus good works is mentioned. So I looked at each time and highlighted each time and God spoke to me about it and I want to speak to you about it today. You know, I think uh, as Baptist people, because we are so on target when we say you're not saved by good works, and we always quote Ephesians 2, 8 and 9, but right here in the book of Titus, there's a wonderful verse that tells us that. Look at Titus chapter 3 and verse 5. Titus chapter 3 and verse 5. Not by works of righteousness, which we have done, but according to his mercy... I love that word. It's the same word that is used of the good Samaritan who had compassion, same Greek word, who had mercy upon the waylaid dying man on the side of the road, but according to his great compassion and mercy he saved us through the washing of the regeneration and the renewing of the Holy Spirit. I'll tell you how I was saved. I was uh, laying there on the side of the road of life and I wasn't almost dead. I was dead in trespasses and sin. And a wonderful, compassionate God, not because I was worthy, not because of my good works, looked down upon me and came to me through the Holy Spirit and the Word of God and touched me and saved me. And we believe that as Christians. We believe that as Baptists, and it's a good thing. How many times? Have we heard, and I hope we keep hearing, you're not saved by your good works. You're saved by grace through faith. But I'm afraid because we so ardently believe that, and we should, that maybe we have gone a little to the extreme of not emphasizing how important good works are. No, they don't say, but they are extremely prior. Uh, important. And uh, on the day of the Christian's judgment, we're going to be judged according to our works. So I think it's best we realize how important they are now before that day. Now, we'll not be judged for salvation. We'll be judged for service through good works. All right, let's notice the five passages in Titus and learn some things about the Christian and good works. First of all, they are proof of our salvation. That's pretty important, is it? Look at verse 16 of chapter 1, the first time good works are mentioned in the book of Titus. They, now they in context refers to some false teachers, but it applies to anyone. Profess to know God. And the word know God means they knew God in a superior way uh, than others did. So, if you were to ask these people, do you know God? They would say, yes, I know God. Yes, I am a Christian. Yes, I profess the Lord. But notice what this verse goes on to say. But in works, they deny him. 
they say they're saved, but they don't have the fruit, they don't have the works to back up that new birth, life-changing experience. Wow, that makes good works pretty important. They don't save you, but they are evidence that you are saved. Instead, these people are abominable. This word means disgusting to God, detestable. And people who say they're saved, and yet they live like the devil, that's disgusting and detestable. It smears the name of Christianity. And disobedient, the word disobedient here means they are willfully, stubbornly disobedient and disqualified for every truly good work. Disqualified is a word that means you took a test and failed it. Hey, do you pass the test today? Do you pass the good works test today? Do you? Do your good works back up your profession of faith as a Christian. If you don't pass that test, come down the aisle in a few minutes. The second time we find good works in this book of Titus is uh, we find we are to be passionate, on fire, zealous for good works. Verse 14, chapter 2. Titus chapter 2, verse 14. Who, Jesus, gave himself. He didn't give some of himself. He gave all of himself for. That word for is a preposition in the original language that means in the place of. I should have died for my sins. I should have paid for my sins. But Jesus died in my place on the cross. And he didn't do it because he was backed into a corner. He could have called 12 legions of angels. He did it voluntarily. What a wonderful Savior we have that he might redeem us. Now, redeem is a word that means to purchase from the slave market by paying a ransom price. And a lot of times we are so thankful Jesus died for the penalty of sin, aren't you? I mean, he took our hell on the cross so we won't have to take hell. But I want you to know Jesus didn't die just for the penalty of sin to deliver you from sin's penalty. He died to deliver us from sin's power. He paid a ransom price in his own blood to set us free from the slave market of sin. We were under the slavery of sin and selfishness and Satan and eternal death and Jesus delivered us from that every lawless deed. That means every sin that you'll ever commit. And to purify for himself. He's a holy God. You want to be his child? You must be cleansed of sin through the cross of Calvary and indwelt by the Holy Spirit and be holy. And I love this, his own special people. Jesus died so that we might be his own special people. He gave it all. But what characterizes his own special people? Look at the tail end of this verse. Zealous. Now that means passionate, on fire for good works. How many of you woke up this morning and said, oh boy, oh boy, oh boy, I'm going to get to do some good works for the glory of God today. Isn't life exciting? Probably none of us woke up that way. 
I had lunch with a fellow who has recently retired. And I said, well, do you get bored? He said, Brother Jack, I, I never get bored. I'm having a great time. Someone said, uh, the worst thing about retirement is you don't get a day off. Christians don't retire, folks. We have a calling higher than any earthly job or vocation. We have a calling to glorify God through good works. And as long as we have a breath to breathe, we ought to be glorifying God through good works. You can say amen if you want to. I won't think. Well, the third thing about good works today, and that is uh, we uh, need to be ready for good works, prepared for good works. Now, this is what really spoke to me and has kind of changed things for me this week, and I hope it will go on. Chapter 3, verse 1, remind them. You would think Christians don't need to be reminded of things like good works, but we do. Remind them to be subject to rulers and authorities. Yes, we even need to do good works as good citizens. In Sean, that means, Sean, who is an officer, that means we need to obey the speed limit when we go through Piperton, right, brother? You can say amen. <laughs> I, we've got some wonderful policemen in this church and first responders, and I thank the Lord for them, and I hope they'll remember how I brag on them if they ever stop me. <coughs> <laughs> yes. You see, this book was written to Christians on the Isle of Crete. Now, those, <laughs> the folks on the Isle of Crete did not like the Roman government being over them. They, they had a, just a rebellious streak in them. And so Paul is saying, listen, Titus, remind those folks that as Christians, they need to submit to the laws of the land. That's part of good works. And, and, and then he expands it. He says to obey, to be ready. That word means eager for every good work. Now, I said, this is what taught me something this week. I started looking for the good works God wanted me to do every day more than I have been. Because you know Ephesians 2, 8, and 9 say you're saved by grace through faith, but verse 10 says we're saved to do good works which he foreordained in eternity past for us to do. wonder how God could do that because he's omniscient, omnipotent, all-present because he is an awesome God. And so I have started looking every day for, for good works. In fact, I'm not saying this is scriptural or anything, but I've said, okay, Jack, Every day, try to do at least three good works that you don't normally do. And boy, has God <laughs> tested 